Hi, I'm Leon Gorin, president of PEO Leadership, a peer-to-peer leadership advisory firm. We're an amazing community of CEOs, presidents, and senior executives. Ask yourself, are you learning as fast as the world is changing? It's time for Ontario business leaders to band together for counsel and support. It's time for you to tap into the business wisdom of our peer groups and unlock new ways to grow. I want you to come out of this COVID crisis a better leader and your organization ready for what's next. Take the first step at peo-leadership.com. Today on our Snippets podcast, we have Martin Day, President of C- and CEO of Safety Media. Now, Martin and I go back as I was just talking with them, apparently 30 years, although I really don't want to, I, I don't look, I look like I'm 35, so I don't understand the 30 years that he came up with. And anyway, he's been a great member of PEO for many, many years and a great friend. And I'm pretty happy to have him here joining us today. Hi, Martin. How you doing? Hi, Leon. Thank you for having me. So uh, we're going right into this pretty quickly, eh? Why are you an entrepreneur? That's the question. The first question. Yeah. Um, well, as you know, I, I began my, le- my corporate life with large companies, but I, I, I guess when I first started, when I was probably 16 or 17, I was on my bike and I went cycling and I met a friend of mine who told me he was going to be, start an enterprise organization and buy businesses. And I had no idea what he was talking about, but I thought it sounded really interesting. So I learned his father was an engineer and an MBA, and I loved making things. That was always what I did. And so I started with that notion of going to MBA school. And then through my career, that vision kept coming back to me. And it's not always a a good thing. It can be very haunting. Um, I always wanted to do this. And... Uh, Through my career, I'd find little points in my career where I'd say, okay, enough's enough, get on with it. And then finally, a a friend of mine from business school said, Martin, you've been talking about this for 22 years. What are you doing? And so I stopped and said, not enough, apparently. And through my networking, I met a lawyer who said, you're doing this completely wrongly. If you want to buy a business, you have to go and find a broker based on the size of business that I was looking for. And you have to talk to them and find a business that makes sense. But don't do, don't make the common mistake of expecting to um, talk to an entrepreneur and get a deal because it just won't happen. So at the time, my partner and I did just that. We went and we talked to every broker that would talk to us in Toronto. And a business came up called Safety Media. I looked at the business and I thought it was really interesting. Really interesting in the fact that we can do things that many other businesses cannot. So we're in the fire and life safety business. In some way, shape or form, our products and services save lives. And I find that a really interesting aspect of the business. And we've really pursued that very hard over the last few years. And I'm really enjoying doing what I'm doing. So if I step back a moment, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to ask, you know, and you talked through it moving from corporate life to entrepreneur. It's funny because I, I, I spent a lot of time with corporate leaders. Like that's half of our membership, right? It's all these corporate guys. And they all dream about doing this but very few actually do it. 
Like they're just too nervous to jump over. You did it like not in your twenties or thirties or forties, like later on in life. Like, and I know you, you're risk adverse too. So something had to have snapped with you, like, cause you had to invest in, in buying safety media as well. Right. Like you put a lot on the line when a yep. lot of people are basically saying, I'm just, I'm going to live in the, the role I got and I'll just finish it off through the rest of my career. So first of all, hats off that you did that. That's, that's unbelievable. But there's, is there anything else like within you that sort of said, Hey, I'm willing to, cause you took a huge risk. Do it. Yeah, it's <laughs> and when uh, the crisis hit about three months ago, that was really I, I looked in the mirror a lot and said, "What am I doing?" Because you know I do have a lot on the line here, and it it does have its challenging times. But um, for me, I was never I was I've I've always been interested in change and products and new things, and in the corporate world, I always seem to be the one who got the project through and then wondered what was next. So that for me was very difficult. Um, You asked about the transition. I I often smile when I was at the big company and we had to do a project. So my life in corporate world was around strategy, finance and technology in various phases and in various functions, various companies, um, all doing really interesting work. And when you're in a big company and you want to spend money in IT or build something or change something, you have 25 people or 20 people protecting the cash and you write business cases and you talk to your friends and you get it eventually approved. It's very similar in a small business. The problem is it takes just as long. You just don't have the cash. So it's the same process. You have to do the same things. Um, You just don't have the resources to do it. And so you have to be very focused in what you choose and what you choose not to do. And the second part of that, I think, is equally important as to what you choose not to do as opposed to what you choose to do. Yeah, no, those, those, those are pretty wise words. Any um, surprises? Like four years now going, you've done, it's been incredible what you've been doing there. And you can share some of those stories. But any big surprises when you made the leap? and? today other than COVID-19 that's a surprise to us all (laughs) Um, I I must say I think that's the biggest Um, no not not particularly I mean no I I would say not (laughs) Um, good and what about the COVID-19 thing and having a shift because that hit everyone it hit you guys I remember talking to you in the early days we were actually on my couch and we were we were sitting there, it was in the really early days, and we're like, weren't sure where this was going or if it was even going to be a big deal. And then, boom, 48 hours later, it almost became a really big deal. And yes. Uh, yeah, those 48 hours were incredible in a very shocking way. So for us, we're in the fire and life safety business, so it's very stable, generally speaking. But in those 48 hours, Everybody shut down. Um, The cities, the municipal inspectors stopped going to buildings. The fire department stopped going to buildings, other than for fires, of course. Um, And just to clarify that, we deal with the the fire safety inspectors and the work that they do on a daily basis usually results in 
building managers and building owners having to make various changes, which we helped them with. But they all stopped inspecting. Um, and so it went from really busy to really quiet overnight. And the worst part about it was, is we didn't know. We didn't know when it would come back. We didn't have any idea whatsoever. So we took a very drastic cut in our staff and unfortunately had to lay off probably 80% of the company. Um, fortunately, that layoff only lasted about three days because the phone started ringing again and we needed to produce some of our products. And we were like, okay, I actually don't know how to run all this equipment. And while I can do shipping and customer service, running all the equipment at the back is not something I can do in a 24-hour day. So we started bringing people back and we, we really sat, or really I sat down and thought, okay, what are we going to do about this? And what can safety media do that is different than everybody else? Um, and what can, what can really help our customers? So we, we started creating products um, for social distancing for building owners and building managers. So we were one of the first to do elevator signage and lobby signage. And we have a sign called rules of the road for when you walk down the corridor. So all of those kind of things. And, and we did it in a unique way. Uh, just to step back a moment, Safety Media is really very proud of some of the work we've done on accessible fire and life safety. We've developed a whole series of products that uh, allow you to scan a QR code and with your cell phone, it'll translate it into multiple languages. With your cell phone, you can also have it read it to you. So we use that technology for all of our signs and started to promote it. And it really went well. It was our biggest marketing campaign ever. The first one, we were quick on the mark. The second one was a little slower. Uh, and then everybody joined the market. And so we've, um, we've stayed very selective in what we're, we've done. We didn't, uh, actually, we could have got into the face shields business, but we chose not to just because there didn't seem to be any differentiation or anything that we could do differently that our customers would care about. So we sat on the sidelines on that one. And during that time, we invested and continue to invest actually. We hired three people um, to help us make change in our business. Um, should I keep going or? No, that's, that's, that's awesome. For those of you that don't know, uh, Martin's an engineer by background. <laughs> <laughs> you get the technical uh, capabilities, but really what you're doing is driving, you know, you picked up a business that was a manufacturer uh, and a retailer because you have one retail premise as well where people are coming in, a lot of B2B business. But then you put your own capabilities and experience into it and sort of retailing your business, right, from all the new technology that you started bringing forth into that business and creating even more opportunity for you guys, which is fabulous. Mm -hmm. Not that I yeah. So what, what's, I should explain what safety media does. Um, so to be compliant, so safety media's vision is to help property managers and owners keep their tenants and occupants safe and also to meet their compliance requirements. So to be compliant, you need five things. You need a process and governance, you need a plan, you need trained and competent people, you need uh, property and equipment, and you need proof that you've done it. 
And we're biggest in the last two, and but we're involved in all five. So we do training. Uh, we have a training facility here. We help companies write plans. We go and write fire safety plans and evacuation plans. Um, we do a lot of egress and evacuation signage. Uh, we are probably the largest uh, provider of fire safety plan boxes. Um, and we're very active on the logbook side. And most recently, we've, um, we've developed some software we call C2020, which allows a large organization to see its compliance across all of its buildings instantaneously about any of their compliance requirements, be that fire and life safety, health safety, um, point patrols, whatever it is, that's what we're doing. So I, I just want to add one more thing about our whole transition in the, the COVID-19 crisis and the pandemic planning and how PEO helped with that. So when the crisis first hit, we also had no idea where this was going. And so Ron, our, our leader, was very helpful in sitting us down and looking through the cash flows and talking about what we can do and providing some really insightful and helpful advice. We also had our group, which provided uh, great advice as well, helping me to think through some of these uh, issues that we faced. One of the things I find out is I find about being an entrepreneur is it can be quite lonely. So having a group like PEO allows you to float ideas and get great feedback without taking any unnecessary risk or, or causing the organization to go in a different direction that you don't intend. So PEO was extremely helpful for me, particularly at this time, and it has been for many years previously, but in this particular time, I just wanted to point that out. Well, Martin, thank you so much. And, you know, it's interesting in these times, a lot of what you're talking about are actually necessary uh, things for a lot of our leaders to be thinking about as they sort of begin to reopen uh, their doors. So, I mean, I, I know you're on the PO marketplace and people can reach out directly to you uh, at any time. I mean, you're more than willing to even talk a little bit more about your business and uh, help them out, which is fantastic. So thank you so much, Martin, for sharing a little bit of your story today and sharing a little bit more about safety media. It was great. For those of you uh, interested in our live webcasts, the Way Forward Live, and any other snippets, please take a moment and visit us at po-leadership.com. You'll find on our site various pre-recorded webcasts that include such guests as Pro Professor Janice Stein, Harvard's Roosevelt Cantor. Today we had Professor Harry Kramer uh, talking about mental health, leadership, the world reset, government stimulus packages, and a host of other topics. Thank you again, Martin, and that concludes our session today.